Right. Did you finished up here? <laughs> All right. Well, as, as I'm sure you're aware, today is, uh, we're calling this Miracle Sunday. And uh, our primary focus for Miracle Sunday is really just that. We're going to pray for people and we're going to expect that miracles are going to happen. And um, so we're going to invite anyone that is seeking that to come up in a little bit. I originally wasn't planning to, to really preach anything, but I probably should have known better. Um, <laughs> so the whole time during worship, God is speaking to me and telling me, well, this is what I want you to say and so forth. So it's like, well, okay, <laughs> twist my arm. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read sort of selected verses out of uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Okay, so I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but there are certain verses that uh, I want you to hear. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that before we move on. So Hebrews chapter 11 starts out, and as, as many people know, this is kind of has a reputation as the faith chapter, right? Th it talks a lot about faith, and that's what God wants to speak to all of us about today. So it starts out, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people of days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. It was by faith that Isaac promised blessings for the future to his sons, Jacob and Esau. It was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. It was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. It was by faith that Rahab, the prostitute, was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey God. How much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones back again from death. So, what do we do with that? 
Well, yeah, that would be one response. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. But what does that mean for us today? Right? Y your response might be, well, Jeff, those are all people in the Bible. They're supposed, to, they're supposed to have faith like that. Really? You think they did? You think they, their faith was just rock solid all the time? No, it was not. It was not. You remember what Sarah's response was when God told her she was going to have a baby? In modern terms, it was kind of been like, really? Really, God? Have you looked at this earthen vessel recently? This is going to have a baby? So her faith wasn't rock solid when she started. What, were all these people that we just talked about, were they all perfect? Uh -uh. No, in fact, I would say none of them were perfect. <laughs> they all had deep flaws, deep issues. They sinned. They disobeyed God. They did all these kinds of things. And yet, it was just their faith that was such, even with all the baggage that they carried, their faith was such that they ended up in that book. So then you might say, well, Jeff, I hear all that. But that was then. What about now? What about now? Well, I've got a few people here that are willing to come up and talk to you briefly to help you understand that the faith that those people had and the results that came from their faith didn't just stop when this book was closed, so to speak. Right? Harry, you want to come first? So earlier this week I was working and I was under a lot of pressure, and I was alternately cussing and calling on the name of the Lord. <laughs> We're not talking about any kind of like particularly special vessel here. But I see new faces. Um, I have had an autoimmune illness for about two years. Been in pain for about two years. And for the last six months, been more like sore and stiff, and it's depleting of your energy. prayed and didn't see anything happen. But I've been away a lot, and it's been because I've been in pain or depleted. But God doesn't stop working, even if you're kind of separated from the body for a time. He does stuff with you on your own, and I've had experiences. And night, last night, I had one of them. It was about 2 or 3 in the morning. John had gone down to take the cheesecake out of the oven, and this, God just brought this feeling over me. I had his favor. He told me I was a favored one. I could feel it physically. And it felt like he was telling me I was favored like Mary was favored. And I'm not pregnant. But <laughs> that would be favor, wouldn't it? It might. But this amazing favor. And I just basked in it, you know? And I got up to go to the bathroom, and I puttered around while John was downstairs, and I realized I didn't hurt. No. So let me show you something. <laughs> Can I have a hand? My, my muscles are better. My balance is not good. Watch this. I could not do this. 
okay? That would have sent me into a frenzy. I could not turn over in the bed. It was always like a choo, 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 to, to turn over. And so God has healed me last night in anticipation of this. And I just wanted to share that with you because um, I didn't do anything. And I wasn't perfect. And I didn't like the way my week was going. But God still shows up, especially when it's just you and him. I just want to be clear, too, for those of you that are Baptists, we were not dancing, okay? That was not dancing. Just, just want to be sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sometimes I just get irreverent and I can't help myself. Patty, would you come? So I'm going to praise God again for Harry's healing because we've been praying for a while and we've known that we live in the already but not yet and the, the uh, already is here for her today. So hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We must praise him. And that is why I'm standing up here. I, too, am an imperfect person. Um, I look out at faces of uh, beautiful people who God loves, and when I hear us sing, I am loved by him, I am slain. I, I was broken back there by the awesomeness of that love. So I want to tell you a little story about what happened to me this week at work. Um, this imperfect person goes to work with a whole group of imperfect people. And sometimes I am very aggravated before the day is over. I have had it with them. I have nothing left. And sometimes I actually get to walk in the spirit. <laughs> so um, on this particular day, there was a, a young woman that works for me. And she has uh, fallen in her kitchen, slipped on some water, and hurt her back. Um, and that happened the week before, so this past week uh, when she comes in, she's standing there talking to me, and I've been praying for her, but God says, pray for her now. Okay, I can do that, and I've never really prayed for healing before. So I, I've seen it happen. I've seen other people do it. It's happened to me. But <coughs> because I'm living in the already but the not yet uh, with um, an autoimmune liver disease, which is fairly serious, but I know that God has healed me. So we go from our cubicles into a room, shut the door. I do the traditional, okay, what's your pain score? How are you feeling? tell me about it. It was a seven. I laid my hand on the place that she showed me on her back, um, and I prayed, come Holy Spirit. And I could see the Spirit descend. And we did that three times, and she got down to a two. Okay. I'll take a two. <laughs> I've never made anybody's pain score go down from a seven to a two before, so hallelujah. And then the next day, she was just uh, very grateful, and the next day she was calling me her empath. And I'm thinking, mm-mm, 
this is not me. But I did ask her what her pain score was, and it was a five. And I said, would you like for me to pray again? And I made sure that I said to her, this is God. This is not me. I'm just being used by him right now. So I laid my hand on her back, and we went through the process. Went from a five all the way down to a one and a half, not quite a two. But we went down again. So I'm like, thank you, Lord. So the next day, I didn't want to be a pest. So I just said, Lord, I'm not going to ask her. I'm just going to go on about my business. I don't want her to think I'm meddling, trying to always judge her score and have that be the issue because she needs to be able to do her job. And she came to me and she said, Patty, I, I, I think I need you to pray one more time. And so the human flawed person that I am said in my head, Lord, really, is she going to ask me to pray for her every day at work? Every day, Lord. But he was like, go. So I went. And we went back into the room again. But I could feel something different um, in me. Uh, after I got up in that act of faith and walked into that room, I w I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to show up. And so I said, Christy, you do know, right, that this is God. This doesn't have anything to do with me. He's just using my hand. Well, maybe you pressed in the muscles. No, Christy, it wasn't me. So I want you to see God is going to show you it's not me. And she had just told me that she had gone to the doctor the day before after uh, going down to a one and a half. And um, they did an x-ray, and she had a slipped disc. So, okay. A slipped disc? <laughs> How only God, right? Not not me. So not me. So I kept saying, when I first prayed, I prayed, Lord, we just love you so much, and we know that you are the great physician and that you can heal. So I, I gave her one of those kind of prayers, and then I'm like, Come, Holy Spirit. And much to my surprise, he did. <laughs> I felt in my fingers uh, heat, and. Um, an electrical current and it was like but it wasn't making the sound and she goes what was that and I said that was God let's do it again um, so she was a five she came down to a three so I did it again and it was stronger and I had asked God in the interim please let me understand exactly what's happening here because I want to know that you did this, and this feels so strange and foreign to anything that I would feel, but just show me. And so I prayed again, and it happened again, and I felt something move. Um, and she was starting to cry, and I said, are you okay? She said, it's a one but I feel like I'm supposed to open my arms. And she'd been standing there like this. And so she opened her arms. The Holy Spirit told her, open your arms. So she did. And when she did, and I prayed one more time, and I said, more, Lord. That's all I said, more. 
I could feel that disc slide right into place. And I have to tell you, I was wrecked. The rest of my day was completely wrecked because all I could feel was the encapsulation of the power of the Holy Spirit that had just gone out on my hand. He was on me and on her. And he healed her. And she was crying. She said, it's a zero. And I said, the Lord loves you very much. And he wants you to know how much, how precious you are to him. Now, sometimes we all know that we don't, he we don't see him heal in that miraculous way where it just goes away. We know that, right? So he heals three ways. He heals by sometimes taking us around so we avoid a conflict or a situation that, we, we, um, that could cause us pain. Sometimes he heals us by taking us through it, just like he did with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then sometimes he heals by taking us completely out of it and home. And I don't know about you, but after feeling his power this week, in that way, for the first time ever in my entire 63 years on this earth, I want to go home. I want to be the arms and the legs and the hands and the feet and the mouth and the hugs and the love that he wants me to be to the people that he's called me to be here on this earth. And that is a transformation of me. But I want to go home. So I'm looking forward to it. And I just want to thank him because all of this was because of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Cindy, would you come up? While she's coming up, I want to just point something out. That, in my opinion, was the perfect encapsulation of what we believe here. Okay? We believe in being authentic, which means that we don't put on errors like we've got a whole lot of faith and that we're perfect and that we don't think things that aren't, you know, holy uh, and that sort of thing. I mean, Patty admitted she had doubts. She had, she questioned God. Um, she even got a little sarcastic with him, right? And that's all okay, right? That's, that's being human. That's the way God created us. But yet, she persevered in faith. And you heard what happened. And that's, that's what we're called to do here. It isn't anything that we do other than believe that God will do what he says he can do and persevere in that. Good morning, family. I have an around miracle. Years ago, when my son was six years old, we were driving from Albany, New York, down to the Outer Banks. We were going to meet a couple other families and just have um, a, a week together in a house that we rented. My husband and I had decided that we were going to leave like really late at night and drive through the night and get there early in the morning because I had my two 14-year-old nieces with us and my six-year-old son. So we packed up the car, and it was loaded, and... Everybody was in the car, and we were driving, and it was about 5 o'clock in the morning, and I was sound asleep in my little nest with my pillow against the window, 
and I was all warm and cozy and the kids were asleep in the back and Andre was driving and I woke up out of a dead sleep and I looked to my husband and I said, honey, we have to stop the car and we have to have it checked out. There's something wrong with the tire and we can't go around the Washington Circle. And he just looked at me and he said, honey, you've obviously been having a nightmare and you're just being silly. Everything is fine. And I said, no, honey, I just know. I know we're not supposed to go around that circle. And so we argued a little bit and I just told him, I said, we have to do this. I said, or you're gonna have to let me and the kids out of the car because I know, I know we can't do this. So we pulled over and we had the car looked up and I told him, I said, it's a tire. And the guy put the car up on the lift and he looked at all the tires and in the back there was a big bubble on the back tire and he said that when the sun came up and the pavement got hot that we probably would have blown our tire out. And I know that wasn't me and I know without a shadow of a doubt that I did not have a nightmare and I know that was God protecting our family and helping us go around. And I just wanted to share that with you this morning. I'm glad she said that they were that they actually did argue about it because I didn't. I just had this picture that the whole time they were going. Now, honey, I really want you to pull over. No, honey, I don't think I'm going to. But again, that's being real, right? That's that's the kind of stuff we deal with. That's those are the kind of um, thoughts that we have when we're just being ourselves, right? And we're not trying to be someone all wonderful and holy. Yeah. So let me ask you a question to kind of close this down and lead into the next part of our our service. How big is your faith today? Well, you know what? It doesn't have to be very big at all. I don't care if it is not even there. It doesn't matter if, if you're sitting there today and you're hearing all of this and you're listening and you're just going, I don't think that really happened. Uh, that was, there's just got to be some other explanation for it. And if that's the way you're thinking, that's okay. That's okay. There have been thousands, I would guess, of people healed who thought that very thing. Because it's, it, yes, faith plays a role, but it's never about a lack of faith on the part of the person who's receiving prayer. Doesn't matter. It's about what God will do. And we've heard story both from scripture, we've heard stories of people's experience um, we've seen it happen here. We've seen God touch people. And so we can move forward in this, this service uh, as a service of miracles because we know what God can do and what he will do. So what I'd like to do is this. If you guys want to come back up. <coughs> if I could have the prayer team come up here.
you guys just kind of stand back facing them. So as they begin to play, I'm just going to ask anybody here who needs anything. <laughs> if you need healing, by all means, please come. If you just want to be touched of God in a particular way, please come. If you have questions and you want answers, then come. But here's how we're going to do it. As you come up here and as you stand, I'm asking the prayer team that we're not just going to start praying for people just as soon as you get up here. We're going to wait on the Holy Spirit to begin touching folks. And as we see the Holy Spirit come on you, then that's our sign that God is beginning to move and beginning to work. And so if you would just come and kind of stand in front and here and look right in front. We'll also say this, if you're new to this kind of a, a, a service, um, sometimes God touches people and, and strange things can happen. In fact, um, sometimes it can look downright weird. Right? People will respond in a variety of ways. Sometimes they will um, shake. Sometimes they'll cry. Occasionally they may, uh, under the power of God, fall to the floor. And I could not begin to explain why all those things happen. There's a part of God that's a mystery. And we just have to accept that mystery and be willing to um, accept the fact that we aren't always going to know everything that there is to know about how and why God does stuff. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense to us, but if you talk to the person who was receiving prayer and it's, they'll just tell you exactly what had happened. You know, why do people fall down? Well, good question. <laughs> but sometimes that's the way God chooses to minister to somebody. And so, uh, as I said, I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. I would ask for the prayer team to just, if you want to walk back and forth and just kind of look and, and see where you may see the Holy Spirit beginning to touch someone, then if once you notice that, then just go ahead and, and, and pray. And it's okay at that point to ask them what they need prayer for. Right? Because we don't want to assume anything. And so we want to pray as specifically as we can. So, Holy Spirit, I just ask you to come now, to come and begin to touch your people. Let your power flow into each one of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm.